Hello, humans, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 94. We are recording on Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. I am one of your hosts, AJ ID. This week on the pod, we'll be talking all about Monster Hunter bugs, Brazil banning loot boxes, and Pac-Man is back on a jam-packed show in which I'm joined by none other than the Angie Stellar Smalls. How are you doing, Angie? I'm doing good today. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We're also here with Chris Salty Stern. How are you doing? I like the rhyme cadence of that intro. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> Pac-Man back jam pack. And there's a double pack pun, you know, two different meanings of pack. All kinds of goodies in there. You're potent. You didn't even know it. <laughs> I like it. Well, I myself am doing all right. Um, I'm a little bit tired. I did finally get my second Pfizer shot, so I'm fully vaccinated, but I'm going through like what they call the rough part of it, which is, hasn't really been understated. I was like, I'll be fine. It's just a shot. <laughs> is this your, your day, day after immediately? No, it's the second day. Uh, okay. Yesterday, I just felt like my body hurt like really bad, and today I'm just tired. So it's it's not that bad. I just had like a sore arm and like some body aches. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. You didn't have that bad stuff. Yeah, much better than the alternative, which is a deadly virus. So that brings us into the lowdown. If you want to be part of the conversation or you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you don't use Twitter, you can send email the old-fashioned way to podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com. That's our website. Definitely go check it out. Also sign up for our newsletter, Mostly Normal Monthly. You'll find all of our back issues, additions, at MNGamers.substack.com. I never know what to call them, but I really like reading them. (laughs) That brings us to what we've been playing. Um, Chris, I see you've been uh, diving deep into some Final Fantasy, among some other things. Uh, what, What have you been playing lately? I'm caught in like this weird, I get this way with games sometimes where I just fixate on the things that I haven't played and are like seven years old and just like get on a game way late and then don't pay attention to any releases at all. Um, So I'm like, pretty far into leveling my first character in final fantasy 14 um i'm like level 42 and i'm playing a healer i'm a scholar and between like the three games that i'm playing right now are hearthstone because of hearthstone classic final fantasy 14 which i just like paid my first subscription fee for Mm -hmm. it's my first time ever paying a subscription fee for an mmo and then um, just finally this morning, I finally got back to Dark Souls 1 remastered and like did a little bit more progress and felt really good about it. How's the story, uh, like the main story campaign in Final Fantasy XIV so far? I'm uh, is not, it like intriguing or? I don't think I'm to the part of it that's like really good yet. Okay. Like I don't think I've hit the pay dirt because I think a lot of the really good storytelling is supposed to start in the expansions like in heaven's word and um shadow bringers are supposed to be some like really good content mm-hmm. um 
I haven't played that many MMOs, but there are like voice dialogue cutscenes and like um, it's to a point where like there's characters that I recognize and like think I enjoy and get excited about. Um, but I am eager to get to some of like the I think I'm still like a little bit too early to have like a lot of the really juicy stuff because I'm way over leveled for the story missions that I'm right on. I think I'm like 10 levels ahead of the story missions because they just like inject you full of experience points to try and get you fast tracked through the starting content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I've made the mistake of accidentally installing this virus on my computer and now oh, no. like I can't play any games and that virus is called Hearthstone. <laughs> oh, I thought you like, actually got a virus. Um, no, I, you got me Hearthstone like does this thing to my brain where it's like all I end up playing. Um, have you ever like, I would maybe say like, I know you play some like Rocket League and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Angie, do you ever get into like those live service games or like those like just competitive games that are like, oh, it's only like a 10 minute match. It's a 15 minute match. I can squeeze that in. And then all of a sudden you've squeezed in like 10 of those rounds of that game and you could have been playing literally anything else. Or literally doing anything else. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's what's been keeping me away from Dark Souls really. Um, has been that and then I haven't had as much downtime in the morning to play it as I was um, in the past but today I finally got back um, and there's this section of the game called Anorlando um, which is really really cool it's like this like high fantasy setting area of it that like doesn't look as decrepit as all of the other parts of the game Mm -hmm. um, which is a really nice change of pace um, and it's like inhabited by all these giants. Um, and so I found this, uh, I got into this castle and like opened a couple of doors to the castle, and opened these big main doors, like the main entrance doors to the castle that like let you out to the opening of it. And it felt like such a huge accomplishment. Like, um, I think something that's really cool about the level design in it is like any time in Dark Souls where I find a shortcut, even if it's like the most minuscule seeming thing, like it feels like a huge accomplishment. Um, and so I think I'm about to go into like a boss fight or a harder area. Cause they have those like white walls that appear um, like a, I think it's like a, I don't remember what they call them, but anyways, I'm, I'm about to like traverse the white light into another area. And oftentimes that means I'm about to enter a boss fight. Um, but I just found like a really big shortcut. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I, it's mostly been Hearthstone Classic. Um, I'm, I wish I was better at Hearthstone, but I'm just not that good. And like, <laughs> it's still too fun. I can't stop playing it. Yeah, I barely um, played that game. I, I down or I bought this laptop that like flips over into a tablet not too long ago. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what are some good touchscreen games? And that was the first one that I played. And I played it for quite, I mean, not like two days (laughs) and then i was like i don't know why i fell off of it i think just because i'm not i don't ever play games on my my computer yeah i that's the thing and like it's on my phone so like i'm squeezing Mm -hmm. it in when i have a little bit of time with my phone but then um it you know it it's one of those things where it's like i can use the same account on like any 
place that the game is and you know the same collection of cards um so i don't know i uh i like it a lot i get to play this deck called miracle rogue where you just draw a bunch of cards um and so i've been playing that i think i'm gold level four and it has like a traditional ladder where you go like you know gold platinum diamond, diamond. <laughs> and, then, and then legend hmm. um something purple <laughs> maybe something purple i don't know purple seems pretty up there it's a, it's a rare drop or, or, or orange or gold yeah <laughs> yeah but um you know i just kind of these like these evergreen games that like the people who are into them like you know people always talk about like final fantasy 14 best final fantasy story ever one of the best mmos ever like um and then hearthstone is hearthstone right like it's a bit a game that's been going for like seven years and like has its own built-in community and stuff um and then dark souls is kind of the same way you know it's like tens close to 10 years old has a really committed fan base and like i think the thing that i love about all three of them is like old games are still great games if they were great when they came out you know Mm -hmm. oh for sure most of the time most of the time so that's yeah that's what i've been doing i've been doing the oldies but goodies i guess i like it angie uh you're playing a game that i've been trying to get back from um the friend i lent it to it looks like you're still in the beautiful open world of breath of the wild what have you discovered recently yeah so i was just dabbling in it one day and just messing around because i the last thing I have to do is defeat Ganon. I don't mm -hmm. want to do that yet. Yeah, you got to want... save the save the ending, right? I yeah, I want to just look around, try out some stuff, and I ended up um, making some recipes. I I look at IGN a lot, and they I was looking at their whole recipe list, and I was like, hmm, I'm gonna make this. I made like a carrot cake, and I I made like a creamy meat stew, and all this other fun stuff. But then I got into this. Um, a, it's a map it's a whole legend of where all the shrines are on ign.com and it's awesome so i'm going through finding all the shrines and doing all those puzzles or i guess they're the test of strength is in some of them as well are you gonna find every single shrine that's my goal yeah right. the last Respect. one that i did was um thigh flow ruins there's a shrine in in there Oh, I'm going to butcher this, I swear. Uh, is it Keto Wawaii Shrine? Probably not the right way to say that. I'll but... take your word for it. <laughs> Angie, but... I, I, every time you pronounce things from this game, I just like come 100% by whatever you choose the pronunciation to be. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> it's impressive. I can't. I just can't do it. But I can't pronounce normal people's names. So, Well, some people can't spell occasion, so there's that. But... Um... <laughs> No, so I did this shrine, but it's you go into these ruins and it's completely dark. So you have to carry around a torch, and then as you go, you light um, these like bird statues. And if you don't have any light with you, you just get taken by the darkness and they throw you out. It's weird. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it, like the I went in there just I thought I could just go into the forest wherever i wanted to no you don't do that apparently <laughs> so <laughs> I, I immediately got taken away and it was scary but there's a giant hinox which is like a giant like um 
what are, what are they called? The ogre, the one-eyed monster. Cyclops. Cyclops, thank you. So it's one of those giant guys in there, and it's all dark everywhere, so you can't really tell where he's going, where he's hitting. But I conveniently got him stuck against a tree and a huge rock. So he's like trying to run at me, but he didn't even pick up the tree, which is interesting, like they usually do to like use as a weapon. But he was just trying to run at me the entire time, so I like kept shooting him in the eye, and then he would like, oh no, you shot me in the eye, so I'd like just you know cut up his legs and I killed him very easily because he just got stuck in between a rock and a tree. I was like, well, that's nice. That was easy enough. Nice. Good old classic <laughs> cheese. Yeah, it, it worked out really nicely. But that one was, that was the last one I did. It was it was so scary. I was like, I'm just gonna wait until I go on to the next one. Did it just put knows? you in the, at the, like, after you went into the darkness, did it just start you at the beginning again? Of the no. Shrine, or? No, they, so like, the first time I went in, because you have to come in on the west side of it, I came down from the Elden Mountains, I like paraglided down and I went on the east side and got taken away and it just threw me out on that same side. So mm. I had to walk all the way around to the opposite side because there's no other way to get there and <laughs> I just didn't have a horse for some fun reason. And that's where you start because then you get a torch and that's where they, uh, or there's a bird statue sitting outside I think and that's where you go in but it was weird. It was fun, but it was weird. But that's what I've been doing. And that's what I'm going to continue to do for a little while, I think. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Find all the shrines. Super rad. I, I still haven't even done that in that game. It's awesome so far. Because I'm finding the ones that are like the the puzzles where you actually have to think about things versus like, oh, this is easy. I'm just going to plug it in. For me, I'm like, hmm, where does this need to go? How do I, how do, I need to do this? One of them... Of one of the shrines, you you do need your firebreaker suit, like the whole suit, because it just spits fire out at you, and there's no other way to get around it. So <laughs> that was interesting. I think that one was the one that was also near the Elden Mountains. But yeah, that's what I've been doing so far. What about you? What have you been playing, AJ? You've Good been doing something. Suit. I have been playing stuff. Um, I guess, unlike Chris, uh, I have been focusing more on the recent releases. I guess at least uh, as recent as like March 26th when Monster Hunter Rise came out, I've been playing a lot of this game, and I cannot believe how much fun I like. It's it's so amazing. So for those who don't know what Monster Hunter is at all, it's a multiplayer game where you just like go fight monsters with three other people. Uh, they're called hunters. So basically, you have all these crazy weapons and armor, and you go out and you kill the monsters. And then, like, you make armor out of their parts to fight stronger monsters. And it just, like, slowly progresses through. Like, you need, you know, these parts from a fire monster at a lower level to beat, like, a fire monster who's at a higher level. Because then you have the armor to, like, defend against fire or whatever that situation needs. Um, and, and just the things in this game that they do compared to World are amazing like when it comes to the multiplayer like you literally just go and talk to this palico which is like a cat helper and love it <laughs> yep and you just choose like online session and it doesn't even load a new a new session it just is like you're in one uh it's like hard to like explain. instantaneous type of thing yeah it just is like okay and i'm like all right that was really easy um Whereas, That's wild like, on, on a Switch? On Switch, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, um, I played some with 
uh, James actually the other day and since we were already friends on switch it just like you could find him on the list hit it and he was like in my session or whatever i think he invited me to the first one i don't remember but yeah i was just in it like it there was no loading screen whatsoever that's um, awesome yeah and unlike world uh, where world you could only go into the gathering hub with other people um in this game like the entire village is open so like you can see people running around everywhere um you know there's only four people in a session which is a little bit different because world had 12 but also you can only have four people in a hunt so it kind of all works out um <laughs> uh, as, especially if you know each other but i just can't get over the ease of that because like with with world you had to like go through all the stuff to even get in the session together and half the time it wouldn't work and then after that, like when you would go into the thing, if somebody hadn't watched the cutscene, you'd have to like go in, watch the cutscene, and then shoot an SOS, and then the other person could join. Whereas this has these like really awesome, like almost like a samurai, uh, like uh, like introduction, as if like um, like like WWE samurai, but with monsters. Like it's like ha it like goes to this awesome like you know, throwback kind of like Japanese style, like film, which actually kind of, I think helps probably with the aesthetic because it's not like pure graphics. It's like kind of this, you know, art artsy, like whatever. It's not quite black and white, but it's like getting to that. And then it like introduces the monster with this awesome intro, like cool. Yaku, the bird of prey, he steals eggs and like does this badass thing. And then it's over and you're like in, in the match together. So there's none of that, like BS, rigmarole just to get into a game together which is awesome and other than that like the gameplay itself is is just amazing like they added all these new maneuvers like for riding it there's these things called like i'm forgetting what they're called like the game gets so complicated but they're like these little bugs that you can use to like shoot yourself across uh and like every single weapon has a different move with these bugs or beetles i think they are but yeah, it's just wild. Uh, I'm so excited. I've only played two weapons so far, and um, I've only made it to Hunter level five on the village and like three in the hub. And it goes up to like seven, I think. So yeah, I've been really loving Monster Hunter. <laughs> it seems so Monster Hunter Rise is different from Monster Hunter World. Correct. Do you think so they took do you think they took things from Monster Hunter World and made them better, maybe? Yeah, this I, was, game? I was reading something about it, and apparently that Monster Hunter Rise has actually been in development longer than World. And they took, like, okay. everything that worked in World and, like, added it to, to Rise and, like, also made, like, a bunch of stuff easier. Like, everything auto-crafts, like, well, not everything. Like, a bunch of things are, are automatically set for auto-crafting. Uh, which is something you normally have to set up. Also, when you collect, like, herbs and, like, stuff like that, it used to go in your item bag, and then you'd, like, get full, and you couldn't collect more during a hunt. But now it just, like, goes right into your box. So, in, in that way, it's, like, a lot easier. So I think some Monster Hunter purists are going to be pretty upset about, like, some of those things. But when it comes to the actual, like, monster hunting, nothing has changed. Um it's better than ever. So, and it honestly, like with all of these, you know, ways to make it easier, it's just made it, uh, make it makes it so that you're able to focus on like the actual monster hunt and like 
dealing with like making all these potions or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I I have <laughs> that game sitting in my house and I haven't turned it on yet. Oh yeah, I'm excited to play it with you because like I need the materials for every monster, which is another awesome thing about it because it has like that replayability because I need to fight like pretty much every single monster except for one right now for materials. So like there's a reason for me to come play with you other than just like fun playing with my friend, you know? Awesome. Yeah. I, I am eager to get into it. A friend of mine from the coffee shop days is like the biggest monster hunter fan I've ever met. And he said, it's supposed to be the easiest one to get into like the most streamlined that they've ever had it. So it has been pretty easy. Uh, and I'm not even like a Monster Hunter veteran. Like I've only played World. So, I, I, like honestly, yesterday was the first time I ever failed a hunt, and it was against like the, like the main monster of the game that I'm not going to spoil. So, it took to like the boss before I died, and it's not even the boss. It's like the first time. I, I, basically, I reached what I like to call like the like the noob cutoff monster hunter always has like a noob cutoff <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and i hit that part uh yesterday so now i'm to the point where i actually have to like make a probably like make a build to to beat this monster at least a little bit of a build because um, right now i'm just wearing a full set of akula yaku which is like one of the second monsters you fight <laughs> okay i'm really interested in digging into this game and like the only reason I'm holding off is because I have kind of like that three game juggle that I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I feel like if I add monster hunter in something's going to slip out for sure. There is a Nintendo switch that is like, has monster hunter details all over it. I know I saw it. I was actually, I was going to buy it, but it looks really cool. Yeah. Cause I'm still on my like, og switch that doesn't have like the fancy chips that make the battery last longer or whatever so i was hoping Ah. i was gonna buy that one but then i heard these like rumors of you know screens being purchased and you know potential like switch pro or whatever at end of 2021 which i don't think is going to happen but also stop me from buying the switch (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then one other game that i'm not going to talk to on about too long because I frankly haven't been able to play it as much as I wanted to for multiple reasons. Um, mainly when I do find the time to play it, I've had lots of server issues. Uh, the only time I've really not have had a problem at all joining is when like Gruchi invites me to a party that's already in existence. And then it like, just like brings me right in. But as of now, uh, at least, or at least as of yesterday, like even, I should say yesterday night, like during the daytime, the servers seemed to be able to handle it. But like yesterday night, I tried to log in for a little bit and it just like wouldn't even let me log in. Um, Outriders? Yeah, Outriders. Um, So I think they're still having a little bit of trouble with their like crossplay matchmaking from what I've seen. Because I saw them tweeting out about how if you uh, turn crossplay off, then the matchmaking gets better. Apparently there's some bug between like console and PC that they're trying to figure out. Uh, I'm sure they will figure it out. So, uh, but other than that, like the game itself is pretty awesome. Like it is a looter shooter, live service game. The loot drops, which is like I guess the main point of a game like that, have been awesome. Uh, it, they're consistent enough where you actually use them. 
Um, it's not like other games where you get like, I don't know, 30 loot drops and you just end up dismantling them all. Um, so far, at least in the lower levels, I'm like level 10 or 12 or something like that. Um, the loot has been usable, which I think is really important for a looter shooter because otherwise, what what are you picking up, you know? Um, as of now, I'm just like using the loot that's like the most powerful. Like there are aspects in that game too where if you wear like full sets, you get these awesome bonuses. So um, I'll get more into that when... I guess I can actually play the game more and see what they, you know, let see what they drop, I guess. See what the game drops. Yeah, this I've been hearing really good game or really good things about this game mm-hmm. um, from random people on Twitter. So I'm really and it's free on Xbox Game Pass as far as I know. So if anybody has that, they can download it there. But I think I'm going to be looking into that as well. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's sick. It's sick. Like when you're actually playing, it's sick. <laughs> but the problem is, is I've been having trouble getting in there. <laughs> That's a huge bummer. Cause I, yeah. I know you were really excited about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if my interest in this game is high enough to like clear out the space on my series X hard drive to put it like to install it from game pass. Is that mm-hmm. bad? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, Oh, I just feel like I could be playing it, you know, but then I have, I would have to delete something probably. Well, then also you'd have to try four different classes, figure out which one you like, then like dedicate some time to grind it up to, you know, whatever level. (laughs) It's a commitment. I'm just intrigued by the idea that this game is like, they're trying to step away from like the calling it a live service thing, right? They're saying like, it's kind of like you just play it and it's done, right? Are they? I guess I haven't. That's what seen they that. were doing in like the pre-release messaging, but apparently it's already like a bigger success than. Um, it's like a huge success on PC in a way that Marvel's Avengers was not for them. So I don't know what news story I found that from, but anyways, I I'm intrigued by it, and like you know I, that team at, that's people who can fly right, like they make yeah. some solid shooter mechanics. So like. It's probably got that going for it. The shooting's great. The abilities are great. They really play off each other well. Yeah, like Angie said, praises need to be sung about the game. I just need to be able to play it. (laughs) So I guess that brings us into some news, huh? Play the news music. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so first up on the news, we talked about Monster Hunter Rise a bit already during what we've been playing, but apparently they ran into, like, quite the bug that was, like, causing some issues for some people. There was a bug where people realized if they had a certain armor, hold on, let me find out what what the actual armor was. I was looking at it. They were. It was talking about if you activate a certain pose. Yeah, yeah. Where where is like that? The hurt pose. Yes, the pose. Yeah, it was like an emote from your action bar. Yeah, and you quit the game right after. 
you won't be able to get back into the game. Yes, and you can't access your save. Mm-hmm. Which that is would be so frustrating. Insane. Yeah. So yeah. Long story short, like Angie eloquently put, the hurt pose if you use it and then quit, no longer do you get to access your save, which is like a game breaking bug to the extreme. Like you can't even really. I don't know. There's no forgiving a lost save, in my opinion, when it comes to a game, a bug in a game. Especially if you put a lot of work into it, I'd be pissed. With a capital P. Dude, I don't even like... Yeah. I don't even like setting up my Monster Hunter build. At least in World, this would happen. You'd set up your build and then load into another session and forget to save. And everything, like, the last half hour of, like, equipping armor and gems just, like, disappeared. (laughs) Um, So, So they patched this. Yes, it's all fixed now. That's excellent. But, yeah, but my goodness, for a few days there. There's... Anytime there's news like this, it makes me so scared to start a game, you know? Yeah, right? Well, that's, yeah, that makes sense. So, I don't know, good on Capcom, especially the Capcom Monster Hunter team. They are brilliant when it comes to fixing stuff like this and just DLC and stuff in general. So I gave them mad props for fixing it right away, but wow. <laughs> yeah. What a bug to start. I know. I'm always amazed at like the specific you like things that lead into these like tragic game breaking bugs. It's like you were doing this pose and you quit the game in the middle of the pose. Yeah, it's always so specific. Like if yeah, you and, and, a- and I'm sure maybe somebody could find a way like if you do this pose, then this pose, and then load into this monster battle, you get your save back. Like you know, sometimes people find ways around these. Those, those are almost more impressive to me. <laughs> um, I should yeah. note that this article that we're taking this information from was from uh, written by Jason Gussiaro at Game Informer. Shout out. Next on the dock is Pac-Man 99, which we were all talking about a little bit Um before we started recording because we were looking for it and unable to find it on our switch. Well, I guess what do you even call it? The Nintendo online app. Yeah. It's not a store. I think they populate those things onto the store too, though. Oh, do they? I guess I never checked the eShop. So, Oh, you don't. I used, there was a point, but I didn't, I didn't for Pac-Man 99. You did not. Yeah. It says pre-order. Oh, at the moment. Oh my god, I want it so bad. So I'm like, I was just watching the trailer really quickly because I didn't see this because I've been off Twitter. <laughs> and it's got like the fattest house beat behind this trailer. Right? Uh, and this I is... really, really hope it's in the game. Like, I hope that's what you're hearing while you're Pac-Manning around. Yeah, shout out Adam Bankhurst. Uh, he wrote up this article over at IGN. Pac-Man 99 is a battle royale arriving on Nintendo Switch Online today, which is April 7th, um, like we were talking about. 8 a.m. Central. Yeah, we've been yet to uh, be able to download it, but I guess, is it just the pre-order that came today? I was just looking at the uh, Nintendo website, and it, yeah, it says pre-order. Available now, pre-order. Okay, well, there's a little bit so... of confusing language in this Bankers article. So there, uh, there is a pre-order yeah. for Pac-Man 99, which is awesome. Do it. I 
that seems very intense, but I really want to try it. Because there's also, in the article, it talks about that there's like speed bursts available as well. And a couple of other things um, to help you as you power ups uh, for stronger, sp being stronger, speed. Um, ooh, and targeting options. Cool. Yeah, you can choose oh. to like go after people who are about to lose or like who are, you know. Knock them out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Angie, have you played any Tetris 99 yet? Or you're no. still not on, You still don't have the Switch Online membership, do you? No, I don't. You won't be able to get this yet, though. No, I know. I seen that when I was reading the article. I was like, ugh, why do I do this to myself? Yeah. So I have a question. This has prompted a question. What is what is each of your favorite versions of Pac-Man? Like, what is to you like the best pac-man game you can get i mean pac-man classic just og mm -hmm. i, I always go OG. og i've actually never played a, a miss pac-man game if i'm what? gonna be honest with you for real how many times have I, you guys even played a pac-man game dude a lot. we're from a what, lot. how old are you like i'm, I'm 31 than, I'm, yeah, dude. I'm, say, I'm older than both of you and i'm not like Fighting pack pack machines or pack. You're telling me like left and right. You, you know? didn't go okay. hang out at a Pizza Hut or a local bar where they sure, had it, a, it happened, a Galaga yeah. Miss Pac-Man combo machine. Oh my god. Okay, that, yeah. Okay. That definitely happened, but that is like a significant and important part of my childhood. Agreed. Um, and like I I would always have said Miss Pac-Man just because I I didn't have that much exposure to, to like traditional Pac-Man. Like the cabinets I do know and have played are usually Miss Pac-Man. Mm -hmm. But um, I like Pac-Man Championship Edition a lot. Have you all played that game? No. So no. that's like... Um, Wait, the what edition? Championship Edition. So it's um, cha Pac-Man Championship Edition DX and Championship Edition were um xbox live arcade game releases that were released for like the 30th anniversary of pac-man or something okay. how did i not see this and Jesus. they um so it was the first time that the creator of pac-man created like a follow-up game to pac-man like the designer uh Toru Iwatani of the original Pac-Man. This is the only other Pac-Man game he ever made. That was like actually Pac-Man. Okay. Well, that um, makes sense why it would be good then. Or like legit, at least, you know. Yeah. So anyways, I, I'm a really big fan of it. Um, I would recommend if people want to learn more about Pac-Man and Pac-Man's history um, to check out Tim Rogers' action button review of the of Pac-Man, which is basically just a history of Pac-Man. It's amazing, um, which is on YouTube. Um, highly recommend it. But enough nerding out about Pac-Man. I just thought it was interesting because I think it's like a there, a lot of different people have a, a different answer to that question. But I was I'm amazed that you've never played Miss Pac-Man. I mean, I probably have at some point. It just wasn't something no, that you would like, know resonated. No, I mean obviously, but. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, real real quick it. though, with this Pac-Man and like, it brings me back to all the old school games like you were talking about. Chris, you said Galaga, Dig Dug is also one of my other favorite ones. <laughs> um, have you ever been AJ? Ever been to Up 
Uptown in Minneapolis. Oh, no, I've never been to Uptown. Oh. Yeah, I'm well aware of it. So I went pre-pandemic. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. I played so many different games. I even played games I never played before. It. I spend a little bit too much time, I think, on the Ninja Turtle game. But <laughs> I definitely <laughs> want – I think people should go if yeah. people haven't been there. If Uptown, they're in the Minnesota area. Yeah, it's completely legit. Yeah, it's like a multi There's also one in Milwaukee. Arcade. Oh, oh is, is there really? No. Yeah, no, I, I, didn't I don't know, know if it's chain. a – I don't know that it's a chain or not, but um, it, it might be. Um, I had no idea. I had a really great time at the one in Milwaukee the time I went. Awesome. Um, I want to give a shout out to the one that I tried to move across the street, uh, Barcade, and then it, it moved up the street during the pandemic. Oh, shoot. Um, uh, IO Arcade Bar in Madison, if anyone's ever in Madison, is is also amazing. Um, and they just expanded. They have like more space. So Sweet. Well, that's probably why they moved then, right? Get I guess so. Arcade games in there. I love Anyways. arcade games, though. But yeah, moving on. Oh, Sorry. Me too. I just want them to survive the like, y'all. I bought like fifty dollars in gift certificates to them that I never spent to try and help get them through the pandemic. I mean, especially if you want to go after everything's like more opened up. Yeah, definitely. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Anyways, I can't wait for this game. I I like am itching to download it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be better. Well, at least for me, I have a lot more interest in Pac-Man 99 than Tetris 99, which I'm going to say something absurd. I think more people might play Pac-Man 99 than Tetris 99, which sounds absurd. No. Because I, I don't know, because Tetris, like, worldwide is it's really, huge. really popular. Yeah, you're not wrong there, but I think Pac-Man is also one of those popular games as well it may do may not do as well as tetris it might do a little bit better i think it's going to be around there though i think it could be really huge just because we've seen the growth of the switch be so intense especially over the last year yeah like tetris 99 came out when switch online came out which is like maybe like a year after the switch launched and it's like it's only grown so i think there's like a good chance that it could be pretty big for them um, or at least have like a really big user base. Well, I hope so. Speaking, There's going to be 99 players on there. Speaking of Nintendo, though, I want to do a quick shout out for this story. Um, Ian Walker over at Kotaku um, wrote up that a group of independent developers known, known as Team SCU uh, just dropped a demo for a game uh that they're calling Metroid Prime 2D, which is a side-scrolling remake, or some people call these kind of like D-makes, where you take a 3D game and like convert it down into an older school format. Um, so they've made like a 2D version of Metroid Prime that they've been apparently working on for 15 years. Um, and it has a demo available now. So if people go, um, Kotaku has written it up. Uh, I believe uh, Waypoint's written it up at Vice. Um, so you can click through the links to get a demo of this for the PC before it gets... Uh, takedown notice from Nintendo. Um, but I just wanted to give it a quick shout out because it looks really, really impressive. I, I just want to recommend people check it out um, because I think I, I would be really curious, like, I mean, clear it's very clearly a Metroid game, you know? So like, I think Nintendo can just be like, nah, dude, that's our IP. But like, it's not the same thing to me as like, oh yeah, we remade Metroid which was already a 2D side-scrolling game, right? Like, this is, like, 
a remake of a a 3D first person adventure game in a 2D format, which I think makes it like almost even more impressive to me. Have y'all ever checked out these Nintendo unofficial remakes? Well, no, I was looking at the demo for this one and it looks so amazing. I I just clicked the download button. Um, This looks really amazing and 15 years to complete it makes sense to get all of those details in there. It looks awesome. I, yeah, I'm going to play really this impressed. right now. I hope that a full release makes it out before they get shut down. Yeah. Anyways, we'll I wanted see. to get that out so that more people get eyes on it and hopefully mm-hmm. it gets out into the world. All right. So speaking of Nintendo games, there was recently a Nintendo game sold that ended up being the most expensive game ever. Angie, you shared this to the doc. Um, what, what what have you heard about it? This is by Cass Anderson over at brobible.com. <laughs> so I got sent this <clears throat> to me on Twitter, and I was like, oh, cool, interesting. And it's it's hard to fathom a video game buying it for, not super hard, I guess, these days, but, you know, mm-hmm. a video game being $60 or $70 or whatever. Sometimes 100 if you get like special edition or deluxe edition or something. But like this, it was a Super Mario Brothers game in the package, plastic sealed copy. So it was purchased as a Christmas gift in 1986. And it's hey, been sitting in this... Hey, that's date myself exactly. <laughs> it was sitting in this person's desk drawer for 35 years untouched he just never touched it like how could i don't i can't fathom that with super mario brothers but whatever so not touch and plastic wrapping but anyway so it makes it special this game because the plastic wrap game was removed in 1987 they started doing like a sticker version versus the plastic wrap Okay. Anyway, I, I assume he must have been a Sega guy, so he just left it in his in his desk drawer for I mean, of that. Probably, but <laughs> it was sold um, from hair. Uh, see, it was it, this game appeared uh, in comics and comic art auction from Heritage Auctions, and the sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers was sold for six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's absurd. It's insane. That's life-changing money. <laughs> it's, it's a world record. No other game has been sold for that much money. You love that's, to see it. It just it's, keeps it's, happening, you know? It's cr- like, yeah, it's so these, crazy. These numbers get higher and higher. Yeah, we just had a highest, like, most expensive video game sold, like, not that long ago that we covered. And now here we are again doing it, like, months later for mm-hmm. uh, probably the coolest one, to be honest with you. Like, plastic wrapped or whatever yeah i know plastic sealed yeah look at it what would you all do with six hundred sixty thousand dollars? i would not buy one video game i'll tell you that much (laughs) i don't know if it's plastic sealed like this maybe (laughs) i'd buy a house a cabin and invest in cryptocurrency man like (laughs) do you think this investment goes up for the person who bought it depends on how it will go later on like in next the years to come he's got to sell it before 
like people our age start dying off <laughs> if that makes sense because who's yeah. gonna want who's gonna want this after you know like nobody born now is gonna want this i don't think maybe is it like a maybe. picasso i don't know dude like this is what i think about it's like it, these like super rare collectors items right comic book collectors and shit like that so See the di- like it's, is it is it generational the difference between this and like a picasso painting is that there's a bunch of them this one just happens to be in the box right so i don't think it's going to be ever that far but yes i think it's definitely a collector's item i don't know maybe I... the next like nintendo or uh, mario anniversary or something That'd be huge. Like the big like fifty year anniversary or something. Because we'll get had... um marched in the Mario Day parade at Super Nintendo World. You know. <laughs> twenty thirty twenty thirty five or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I it's like I just... some really like old person just holding up their cartridge on like a float. I did it. I and everyone claps it. at it. Like <laughs> And they throw like old Game Boy cartridges like with the labels missing out for candy. Oh my god. <laughs> I would love to be a, a visitor at that parade and just have a Game Boy and see what cartridge I got. Uh <laughs> oh, I still haven't plugged in my mystery uh DS cartridge. Oh. I know I don't even know what it is. I'm saving the mystery. Now I need to know what it is. Well, we'll figure it out someday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that brings us to our last story, which is a little bit more serious. Uh, this is written up by Emma Kent over at Eurogamer.net. Uh, she wrote up a really good article about this, and there's also like a little bit of video of them discussing it. But it seems like another country yet again, is taking on loot boxes. Um, This time it's Brazil, and it comes in response to a recommendation by the National Association of Child and Adolescent Defense Centers, which is insane an acronym, (laughs) called ANST. So uh, ANST, I guess, is um, coming after loot boxes. I guess I don't even really know how much more I have to say on this because everyone talks about loot boxes like every three months, but... It seems like a little bit bigger deal than normal because uh, there's this game that Anst is, I don't know why they're signaling them out specifically, but it's called Free Fire is the name of the game. And they're like telling them that they have to suspend their loot boxes um, until like it can be properly evaluated with a daily penalty of 4 million, um, I guess... It says 4 million real. I don't know 100% what this means. 4 million real for Guardia if it fails to comply. So I think it means a $4 million daily fine if they don't suspend their loot boxes? The reason that they have identified this game in particular Mm -hmm. is that according to Wikipedia, it became the most downloaded mobile game globally in 2019. So this is like an incredibly popular game around the world. I've never even heard of it. 
Me Same. That's why I, I did like a real rapid fire Google search just to see like what it was that we were missing in this story, you know? <laughs> oh, it, it's insane it's though. Like... It's, it's also, okay, so Ansia or Anst, Anst is also asking for 1.5 billion real in compensation from Garnia. I think it's pronounced Real. Real, sorry. That's just like I don't know how like how that translates. It's uh, it, it like it gives us a little bit. Um, it looks like five hundred and seventeen euro, or is that pounds? I, I'm unsure about like all of my currencies. Yeah. <laughs> um, a hundred and thirty pounds for each child or adolescent user of its games. Okay, which is a lot. Oh. Yeah, that's insane. So I guess. Um, just the monetary value makes it interesting to me. Um, loot boxes. I don't know. What I'm worried about is like if we just ban loot boxes, what they're going to do instead. Like put advertisements in our games. Or I mean, like they're going to find they're another way to make money. But they're not banned and we've already seen them do that. Okay, well sure. If Brazil decides to do this, then it's just like, I guess they won't sell them in the Brazil store. But I just mean like... You know, loot boxes aren't banned, and we've already seen them put um, those commercials in the sports games and stuff that we talked about a couple. Okay, but ago, this right? is different. That's a di- okay. Having a Gatorade commercial in an NBA game is different than making me watch a targeted ad about a Roomba between my loading screen of God of War. You know what I mean? What amount of money <laughs> would you increase game prices by across the board to never have to deal with loot boxes or microtransactions or in-game ads again? Me personally? Yeah, I want to hear. Like, I'm curious. I would pay seventy-five dollars per game if they got rid of loot boxes, and that's so you, and I, I probably don't spend fifteen dollars worth of loot boxes in many games at all. So. Yeah. Most developers would be coming ahead for me <laughs> with that. Angie, what do you think? So, like, if they if they could find a price that they could put games at that they no longer felt the need to nickel and dime people through loot boxes and DLC, and I mean DLC yeah. I think is different than nickeling and diming, but but you know if they if they could just like a one time fee instead of having in game ads instead of having loot boxes. What do you like? What would you pay up to 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 keep them from doing that ever again? I just would not play that game. So, so she would pay zero dollars <laughs> if mean, they did it. I guess that's like kind of paying. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. It is. Oh, well, wondering... I'm not one to really play or to pay like extra money for, you know, like specific skins or things like that i mean i'll play the game and like for gears gears 5 they had um when i was playing it they had like um iron and some sort of coin or something where you get you collect it as you play online games and then you can use that to buy skins so you're not actually spending your money but if you want to spend money to get more of said iron or coin of some sort then you could so I, I just I never paid money for in-game purchases mm. like that. And I don't think I will. Hearthstone got me recently with a couple. Like I got like one five dollar in store purchase just to 
throw some money at them since it's a game that I've been playing on and off for seven years. And it's know. one you really wanted? Or just well, to throw money at them? I paid five bucks for a certain amount of packs. Oh, okay. And then you open I the paid packs. like four ninety nine for more... the Ghostbusters car in Rocket League. And you know what's cool is since yeah. Epic bought them, I don't think you can get it anymore, so yeah. <laughs> also, when I score a goal, like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is like Bruh. It's actually pretty That's awesome. Yeah, hilarious. it was totally worth the four bucks <laughs> or four ninety nine, whatever it was. I think it's interesting because in Hearthstone it doesn't feel like a loot box when you get a card pack because I'm used to that model in physical like collectible card games like Magic. That makes sense. Yeah, a hundred percent makes sense. Even though it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I I would be curious to see if they get banned internationally how that would impact it in the U.S. But. I also don't think anything's ever really banned that No. Way. No. I guess that brings us to our mostly normal question. All right, are we going to yeah. take this one uh, from James Halliday? A.K.A. The Butlord Primus. Actually, there's no the. I just wanted to add it. Butlord Primus writes in and says, Yesterday at 5.44 p.m., E3 has confirmed the following companies... I'm assuming yesterday he means. Oh, no, that appeared in. I, Sorry, you might want to restart. That is part. I copy pasted the whole thing to include his oh, name. And that's like the, okay. when he sent the message. <laughs> I think it just the spacing got weird when you deleted the other question. Maybe not. Anyways. All right. So that brings us to our mostly normal question where James Halliday, a.k.a. Butlord Primus, writes in again. You know, if you guys are tired of hearing from Butlord Primus, you are able to write questions of your own in at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. We take messages through the DMs. Also, podcast at MNGamers.com. And there's somewhere else, right? Oh, the Discord that we just created, which I think your people are able to join. You can also send most normal questions in there. But this time, <laughs> Butlord Primus says, E3 has confirmed the following companies will be at their digital show. Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Games, Co- Coach, is that Koch or Coach? Co- Coke. Coke Media. Coke. What do you expect... Out of these companies, especially when some like Nintendo have had years of doing their own presentations. Chris? Angie? Any thoughts? Angie, what do you want to see from Nintendo? Breath of the Wild 2? (laughs) Fuck. Angie, Uh, they have our big two. Xbox and Nintendo. Yes. um, Well, Xbox, they... They come out with so many new crazy things that, and I don't know. I'm at this point. I'm just wanting to see what what more Halo Infinite can give me, and what I can see from Breath of the Wild too. That's Halo where my Infinite is a good right answer. Now. What do you want to see from Halo Infinite gameplay? Oh, yes, 
I just want to see all the things. It just looks so awesome. And I just, I want to be immer immersed in there. I just want to play. I want to play it so bad. I don't mind waiting though. Cause I know like the pandemic has like hit game companies, especially hard with, you know, getting people to collaborate on yeah, work remote, and all that fun remotely. stuff. Uh, but I just want to play it. That's, that's where my heart's at. That's where it's at. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm not even an Xbox Xbox guy, but uh, I, I do want to play some Halo Infinite. They're going to let me play it on my Xbox One X still, right? All right. Yes. I'm in like yep. Flynn. <laughs> is is yeah, this going to be supposedly. like Microsoft That's... Flight Simulator all over again where I, well, not quite. No, they, I bought this Xbox simulator? One X to play Flight Simulator because they're like, it's coming to Game Pass. And I guess I didn't read the fine print that it's, or, or they didn't announce it in time, that it was coming to PC Game Pass only. So I've got this Xbox in uh, here with no Flight Simulator. I think it's coming to <laughs> Xbox Game Pass soon. That's what they say. But it's supposed to actually. I don't know. Um, I just like that you I bought really, the Xbox I wanted to, specifically for I, I the want plane to fly simulator. Planes. I want to fly planes. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not opposed to that though because it was supposed right? to be a with really the, awesome with game the to play and very realistic. It's like closer to I don't know, fl like flight controls than like a keyboard <laughs> and a mouse. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably. I, don't, I haven't tried it out, so I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> What about you, Chris? What do you think? Tell me. Tell me where your heart's at. Seeing some some interesting names on this list, right? Mm -hmm. Konami. When's the last time Konami put out a video game? You know, it's going to be Silent Hill. Mm. Let's get. Maybe they have something huge coming up. Let's get. I want some Castlevania news. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good <laughs> They're making Pachinko would... for your cell phone. <laughs> e3 the all virtual e3 event for 2021 has turned into a pachinko no, the, no it's just an app <laughs> like a free to a free to download app where you can play pachinko pachinko yeah. app on your phone and you can pay ten dollars to skin it based off of your favorite and you have to Konami buy credits for the you know pachinko um i would love to see a uh a localization of the iconic 1994 game tokameki memorial from konami which is a dating sim it's like one of the og console dating sims and it like is the framework that um personas like school sections of the games is basically like based off of this game series tokameki memorial and I'd love to see it get adapted to the U.S. or put on, like, Switch Online or something. <laughs> I know that's a wild, uh, stupid thing, but that's what Konami's Ridge name Racer? puts in my brain. Was Ridge Racer lately. Konami? Or am I making that up? Oh. <laughs> You're making that I'm up. I'm Googling. I'm Googling. <laughs> um, publisher. Uh, oh, Bandai close. Namco. It had K's and N's and A's. Um. Capcom, I feel like, um, 
I think Resident Evil Village will be out by them, but they'll probably be there oh, for promoting sure. that, yeah. promoting that multiplayer thing. Um, Warner Bros. games, I would be really interested to see them show off some more gameplay from Arkham Knights um, or even some gameplay from What's the Suicide the one Squad with all game. The, like with Robin and... Yeah, Injustice, Injustice. 3. Well, you're are you you're thinking okay, of Gotham is that what it is? Knights with for Robin that and yeah, because yeah. like Batman's not in it, but they have like the four different heroes, I guess. Yeah, Gotham Knights um, is is the multiplayer one that they just delayed mm-hmm. to 2022. Um, but I, I imagine we'd see a lot of that. I think they'll probably do a third Injustice game. I actually played a I, one of the things I didn't mention in what I've been playing is um, I picked up Injustice Two with some of the shelter kids for the first time. That game's fun. I was going to ask you, um, <laughs> do you get any insight from the shelter kids for like loot boxes at all or anything? Like, do you hear them being like, oh, let's buy this cool skin? Like, My stance on it is I think there's a stigma around spending money to get cosmetics in the game. And it's like, you better have earned That's it. That's what I feel like. Like... Like it's a sign of, right. of your like dedication you're and skill cheap at the game. If you're buying yeah. it, which is weird to say in a sentence. <laughs> it, yeah. You're taking a shortcut. Um <laughs> Nintendo, I agree with Angie. Breath of the Wild 2 has to be at this. Um, although I think it's really interesting, you know, um, he points out Nintendo's been doing its own Nintendo Directs for years, and I think they like time them to occur during E3, but like weren't necessarily explicitly affiliated with it i know they've like done like stage shows and stuff but i would love some breath of the wild too why does nintendo Um, think it's a good idea to join e3 now i mean i think technically they were in it but they didn't do like a press conference through them they just did their direct okay yeah maybe it'll and maybe it's just pandemic times where they just they're like fuck it let's collaborate with whoever so we can get some stuff out direct or whatever yeah xbox i want to see that game i think it's called the goop or the ooze okay um nope maybe it's the ooze i better figure out the name of this game the goop i wish it was called the goop that sounds like that sounds like a ninja turtles friend that image and form Sorry, I'm like vigorously Googling stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, you want to go hang out at the Goop's um, house? Like, probably not, but but I'll The gunk! <laughs> See, this is the problem. It wasn't the Goop or the Ooze, it was the gunk. Um, so this is a game that they showed off in the Xbox Series X like games showcase um, last year around E3, or you know, late in the E3 time period. Um, and so this is from the team that does... Um, the Steam World games, and it's their first 3D action game. I would love to see more of this game. I would love, love, love to see more of this game. I cannot wait for it. Um, and yeah, Halo Infinite. I want a demo of Halo Infinite. That would be dope. Angie, wow. did, have you been playing the Halo games long enough? Or AJ, do you remember like there was always an opportunity to get like a demo of the multiplayer? I feel like like they did it for Halo Five. They did it for Halo 3. Like Halo 3, I bought, um, uh, what's the name of the game? I, I guess I didn't, just I guess about. I didn't have my, Crackdown. oh yeah. You had to buy, yeah. 
<laughs> I bought Crackdown for the Halo 3 demo and then got the treat of having the awesome game Crackdown, Dude, Crackdown was sick. on the side. Yeah. But like, yeah, but like I would I would love to see a demo tied to E3, like a multiplayer demo. Oh, my and God, it's available cool. now demo to play on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, that would be dope. Anyways, a- AJ, what about you? I want to hear what do you think oh, we man, got in store? I don't think any of these people have anything in store at E3, really. Like, I think they're only doing this because they're obligated to, like, be part of it now so they can be part of it later. To be honest with you, I- I'm pretty cynical about this this year's E3. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't expect much. Um, I think the summer games fest kind of took over like the momentum last year. Um, I want them to do well, I guess. I mean, like I've never been to E3, so I don't have any like weird, you know, nostalgia connections to it other than like, you know, things I saw in game informer magazine or like on underground discs or things like that. So, um, I guess I expect them to put on a show that's good enough to live till next year and then put on like an actual good show next year in 2022, if that makes sense. Okay. I, I don't know. It's been really hard for me. Like I feel like last year it was so hard for me to keep up with the summer games. Mess. Like, summer games mess. That's I What's didn't want to steal the brand. Give him credit. Yeah, Grubby Grub. Jeff Grubb. <laughs> Jeff Grubb's summer games mess. Like, y'all, it was so hard for me to keep up with all of the different, like, tiny mini directs and press conferences and summer. IGN had a thing and GameStop or GameSpot had a thing. And I just, like, it was too much news. It was overwhelming. Um. So you want, like, one, uh, like, so, deep dive deep shot of news and like get out i really like e3 was good for me because i could like plan my life around a three-day period of like maybe slacking off at work but when it's like every two you know twice a week for like six months there's a press conference to pay attention to you're just not going to get my attention (laughs) i agree i agree maybe they should uh Take notice what we do. Just one day a week. <laughs> oh, good. Nope. Do the lowdown. Well, everybody, that does it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining the podcast this week. We forgot to talk about the weather oh, at the start of the episode. We I mean, jinxed ourselves. we can talk about it now. The weather's all right. No, we... Oh, well, we did before the recording started. Yeah, we, we were talking about it yeah, before it's anybody... Yeah, true. So we did talk about the weather, Chris. 